Welcome to Tiki Talk, the podcast, with your host, Kevin, a.k.a. Shipnut. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to Tiki Talk, the podcast. My name is Kevin. I am your host. Today, we have a special guest with us today. We have Joe Marcotte from Marcotte Distilling, the maker of, in my opinion, the best moonshine products out there. I mean, I've got a mighty good collection of Marcotte right here, and uh, man, I just can't find anything that I don't like. So without further ado, let me introduce you to our our guest, Joe Marcotte. Joe, welcome to Tiki Talk, the podcast. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for being on. Now, what's what's it like out there in uh, Oregon today? I know you're on the other side of the country. <laughs> yes, it feels like another world sometimes. Uh, you know, we've, we're into fall now. It started raining about a week ago, and I think we've got about four to six inches in the last five days so it's yeah we're getting into fall now yeah but you know i miss the fall here in florida we don't get that we get hot and maybe not so hot <laughs> but we don't right. we don't have so, the yeah, fall when, when i talked to some of you guys online we're like oh yeah you know fall's coming and you know the people in texas or california they're like, oh, really? And it's, oh yeah, I forget. You guys don't really get seasons yeah. in some of these places. No, no, we don't have we don't have the seasons. But <laughs> you know, it's it's all good. It's the price you pay to live in paradise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, Joe, I know we've talked before. Uh, you were on my Facebook uh, live one day, and we had a great conversation there. Now we're on the podcast. I started this up, so we're gonna go back to uh, what we talked about on our Facebook the first time we're going to get a little background of you and you know what you did beforehand and how we got into the moonshine business so what did you what give us a little background of what you did before you got into the moonshine oh boy uh you know before this my wife and i owned a trucking company uh i started trucking right out of the military and so then my early 20s um went back to college got a degree and then during uh you know 08 and 09 when we had that recession i ended up losing my engineering job so i told my wife i was like you know i think we should start a trucking company and i'd never trucked in the time that her and i had been together so she didn't really know that i was in trucking all that much so I said, yeah, I think we're going to do it. And she's like, uh, okay. So anyway, long story short, we had that trucking company for about eight or nine years. And so it, uh, when we started having young kids, it became difficult on my family. So politely, uh, she asked me to get out of the trucking industry. So I did. And well, uh, kind of, what's that? I, well, I bet. I mean, that has to be. When you got little ones around, you're not home because you're trucking. So that's, I can see how that happens for sure. Well, and I was home every night, but I was getting up about two o'clock in the morning to start my day. So if I didn't get a nap 
or didn't go to bed early, I was kind of a bugger and <laughs> I couldn't help with the kids at night. So yeah, there, there was a lot of background to that. Company. Yeah. I had always dreamed of having a trucking company growing up. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was kind of a bummer for me, but we moved on and did something different. Well, you've uh, did a total 180 from trucking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. Now, what made you want to get into you know distilling moonshine and, and stuff like that? What Was there a passion there or did you not? You, you, there's something that had to be there for you to want to be into making moonshine. Well, so after we sold the trucking company, um, I had flipped a couple of houses with a friend of mine and kind of bummed around a little bit. And one day Janelle came up to me and says, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do with your life. So about a week later, I woke up one day at, and almost as if I had a dream that this was the direction I wanted to go in. And I said, I want to make alcohol. And she said, what? gave me a funny look. And I said, I want to make alcohol. <laughs> and she said, you're kidding. I said, no. I said, uh, I want to make alcohol. She goes, what kind? Like, do you, do you even know what you want to make? I said, flavored moonshine. She said, have you ever tried it? And I said, no, I don't really need to. I'll learn how to make it. We'll make it better than everybody else is doing. And we'll just go from there. She thought I was crazy. Um, but fortunately, here we are almost five years later wow yeah stephanie uh elaine says my faves on facebook mine too stephanie for sure so you didn't know you didn't know how to make moonshine you, you never tried it but you went in full force to uh to get going on moonshine but did you think because moonshine has a stigma of uh being melt your face off and real potent and stuff like that which i can tell you that this is not you you've this is beautiful stuff so what what makes what did you think about when you started the moonshine you know you must have had like a batch that was like ooh, that's a little strong let me rethink what i'm doing here so when we when we first got started i i will tell you the honest truth when we first got started we started making it we, uh, we actually built a, what we call a still shed in our backyard, which is actually now a chicken coop. But <clears throat> we ended up building a still shed, and we took a shot at corn whiskey, like Tennessee Hills corn whiskey. And when we first tried it, we thought we had messed up because we had never tried it before. We, we didn't really know what we were doing. So we tried it. We're like, oh, my God, we messed up. Yeah. And so then... Um, I got very discouraged and we, my wife ended up surprising me with a trip to Tennessee. So we ended up realizing that that batch we made wasn't a mess up, that that's the way it was supposed to taste. So we had to kind of rethink our inks because here in Oregon and we, you know, we like to drink flavored coffee and flavored beer and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. people around here, were not going to drink that stuff that we were making. So long story short, we had to, kind of reinvent our recipe to make it work yeah well you, you did a great job because in you know what i have i've had almost every flavor that you have out on cw spirits because full disclosure i'm an ambassador for cw spirits 
and I've had almost every flavor that you've released, and we're going to get into the new stuff that you just came out with not too long ago uh, in a little bit. And the, for Moonshine, it is super, super smooth. Every flavor that I've tried has been spot on with what the description is. And I I love this stuff. I, that's, I can't say anything much more than that. Um, so what was your favorite part about starting Marcotte Distilling? Uh, that my wife and I got along when we did it. <laughs> well, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, No, that we were able to, it was different than trucking. We were able to have our kids with us. Yeah. Uh, obviously not drinking with us, but we were able to do this as a family of sorts. So, you, so, so the whole family's involved with, you know, you guys with, with this business. So the kids, you let them help you like put the bottles in the boxes and tape the boxes and stuff like they help, you know. Oh, yeah. So every every Friday and Saturday, they uh, so they have a half day of school. So mm -hmm. they get out about the same time we start. So our kids are eight, nine, ten, and every Friday they help stock shelves. And then uh, if we have a cocktail weekend, they they end up picking up cups and garbage and stuff like that, and asking people if they want tips. And so a lot of times they end up making more money than we do on <laughs> tips for picking up cups and garbage. <laughs> that's awesome, though. You know, just the story of your whole family's involved with this. That's that's fantastic. I love hearing that. You know, you got the kids involved. You guys are, are truly involved in the whole process. You know, it, and that's small business right there. And that's what I love about it. Well, and truth be told, we actually, so me and Janelle, our three kids, work together every Friday and Saturday. And I actually, uh, my mom was in business pretty much my whole life until about 10 years ago when she retired. And so she, we brought her, I brought her out of retirement to come do tastings and they come help on cocktail Saturdays. So she'll tell you she's a better salesman than me, but don't listen to her. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. You got mom involved in everything. That's, it, it's, that's a great business right there. It's a small business and, but you guys being small business, you have to focus on quality more than quantity right just because you're you're smaller than the big corporate conglomerates out there you know so you really have to make your product pop and and shine and it has to have great quality would you agree oh yeah well and that's been kind of a tricky road for us you know trying to take our product you know that everybody here loves and everybody on cws loves and you know all the influencers all their followers and it's hard to equate that, right, to to get bigger, right? You have to be big to get noticed, but you don't get big until you get noticed. Yeah. And so anyway, it's been it's been kind of a tricky road for us because um, you know, we knew this product was really good, but it's it's been kind of a tricky road for us sometimes. Well, I have your French vanilla sweet cream and you know it's good. Because every time I go on CW Spirits to order it, mm. we're out of stock because it's just flying out of there. You know what I mean? It is. it is flying out of CW Spirits. So, you know, get it while you can. Because, I mean, I know you restock often, but.
but this is, I think, every time I go on CW Spirits, this is like not many left. You better grab it now. Well, that's been one of those products. It's our best-selling product we have in our shop, in our retail. And so it's obviously a good seller at CWS. And so it's kind of tricky to there, you know, to maintain the, the um, conversation all the way through the process. Right. You know, I, I reach out and I say, all right, let me know if you're getting close. And, you know, there's numerous people in the process that uh, have to tell Lonnie to get to me. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, the, before you know it, you're like, oh yeah, no, we've got, we've got five, 10 cases we're good. And then you turn, you know, you, you turn around and somebody just did a video with your product and then it's like, boom, stock out. So we're like, oh shoot. <laughs> All right. Vincent distilling has joined us. And, uh, Sylvia says, I feel that LOL with the, with the small business right there. So welcome Vincent distilling. I was on, uh, I had her on last week. Uh, great people there too. So how did you come up with I'm going to say like Baskin Robbins, you have so many flavors of moonshine. How did you come up with the ones that you wanted to produce? Uh, well, you know, we've tried to stay pretty traditional. Um, you know, the cherries, the peaches, the peach whiskey, the caramel. Um, we haven't really got much out of our realm. Um, most everything we do. And I know that some are not traditional. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, like a blackberry cobbler and stuff. I mean, it's a tra traditional flavor, but, um, you know, we've just tried to stay traditional to what we think people would like or what they can do the most with. Um, for example, I had a conversation last week with um, somebody from Texas and they were talking about, well, how do you, how do you maintain those skews? How, you know, like, how do you, what do you get rid of? And I said, we've, literally gotten rid of nothing i said if we have a product that's not selling then it's our job to figure out what to do with that product like for example uh cherry for a long time wasn't selling for mm -hmm. us now mind you i love that product i put it with seven up and lime yeah but before we started doing cocktails people would taste it and be like yeah that's maraschino but i don't know what i'd do with it so we started doing cocktails to promote that so now you can do chocolate and vanilla. You can do chocolate and cherry. You can do seven up and lime. You can do uh, lemonade. So we just went out and tried to figure out things to do with those flavors. So yeah. we kind of build flavors that are traditionally useful in cocktails, essentially. Now you guys do cocktails every week in house, right? And you do them online. I see Janelle online making cocktails. Every week yes. on like Facebook and TikTok and everything else, but you guys also have a tasting room at your distillery. Yes, so we do. We do have a tasting room open every Friday and Saturday. Um, my friends make fun of me because I only work two days a week, but that's not true. I do the rest of the stuff the rest <laughs> of the time. And so, uh, so anyway, long story short, uh, yes, we do cocktails twice a month, and it's exhausting because. There are times, you know, that we will, in a six-hour period, we'll make 350 cocktails. Wow. So we are just slammed. Jeez. And we do pulled pork. So we start we start smoking the pork on Friday night. We get up in the middle of the night. We wrap the pork. And so uh, our customers are pretty important, or else we probably wouldn't do half the stuff we do. <laughs> so you 
do the pulled pork yourself too? Yes. Yeah, so Jeez. well, uh, my wife will tell you she does it, but I I try to help a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're always right, Joe. They're always right. <laughs> I, she just she's better at figuring out seasonings than I am, so I, I let her have that. There you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. We'll be right back. We're just reloading the cannons and filling our rum. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey guys, don't forget to go over to shipnut.net and get everything you've ever wanted. Go over to shipnut.net right here. We have podcasts. We have blogs. We have cocktail recipes, Amazon store, everything you need right here. It's a one-stop shop. Don't forget to click on that CW Spirits link. Get your favorite spirits delivered to your door. Also, don't forget, check out the merch shop. You can get all your favorite Shipnut merch right there at the merch shop. So check out Shipnut.net. Guys, help me out. Go to Shipnut.net, guys. Cheers. Now, your base is all the same, right, for the flavors, except for the creams and the other stuff. But for the moonshine itself, your base is all the same. Is it corn base or sugar base or? Yeah. So basically, what it is is it's a it's basically a corn corn whiskey, unaged corn whiskey. So how that works is, as I told you in the beginning, we we're doing old school corn whiskey, and uh, we mm -hmm. basically use the exact same recipe as when we started, which is a high corn um, barley on the back end. Uh, no sugar, no anything like that. We make it all work with the grain. Wow. And uh, and then we distill it. We run it through the still four times. So it's an eight-plate still that we run through four times. And it ends up coming out about 32 times distilled. So, um, so that so gives it its smoothness. Correct. And so you end up, if, if you taste the base product, you're going to get that sweet corn in there. Uh, so the base product is named after my grandma, Ella, who used to love vodka. And I know that she would love this product if she ever got a chance to try it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, basically what that ends up becoming is kind of like a sweet corn liquor, essentially. So when you add okay. to it, the, the sweet corn that you taste when you taste it by itself ends up adding to the flavor. Okay. All right. So that's how you get it, you know, and then you get the flavors. Now, everything you have, now, I, I know the answer to this, but my listeners don't. <laughs> everything you have have a name in front of it, like Reese's, yes. Fre Reese's French Vanilla and, uh, you know, all of them. Because I'm inside of my studio right now. I'm not out in the tiki bar, so I only brought a couple things in. But every every product has a name on it. How did you come up with that? And what's the meaning behind that? So in the very beginning, we had made friends with people in the industry before we actually started doing what we're doing. And so they had told us, they said, if you're going to make it in this market, you've got to have in this industry, you've got to have a niche, right? You got to find something that makes you unique to you. And I don't, there's a lot of times I don't think enough people actually find that niche. And so uh, for yeah. us, we made it very clear what that niche is, and that sorry about that, my email. That's all right. Uh, that that niche was going to be to let people know 
that um, to be a part of our family, essentially. So we decided that on each bottle, we were going to name it after somebody that is either part of our life who has passed away or uh, has been very important to us along the way. And so okay. to kind of explain, you know, kind of who we are, and where we come from and, and how family and friends are very important to us. All right. So that's, it's just family, friends, people that are important to you. You, you put their name on the, on the label and that's kind of paying homage to those people that here's your, here's your thing named after you. That's right. awesome. Well, and I think too, I, I think too, sometimes people will come in and they will be interested or buy a product for somebody they know that has the same name. Okay. Yeah. Like, so dual purpose. Right. So, uh, like for example, um, I didn't know this, but there are a lot of people named Dale. And so Dale's butterscotch mm -hmm. ends up being bought a lot for guys named Dale. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Stephanie's... That wasn't the original in intent, but that's what it ended up working out. Well, Hey, if it worked out, it worked out. Stephanie said, and a little story about them. <laughs> yeah. And the right, names yeah. on the bottle. So that's awesome. That is well, truly and most awesome. of those people, most of those people too, uh, you know, mean a lot to us. So, uh, right. Like we wanted to pay a little honor to them and to let people know, you know, kind of where we came from. Yeah, absolutely. Now playing with your moonshine alone, I I've been able to mix so many different flavors together. So is it designed to be able to mix together to make different cocktails using multiple flavors because i've done it and and it's amazing and i know you gave me a recipe for a, a moonshine pina colada which was chef's kiss uh, <laughs> you know and i have that posted on my social media but uh, did you design the product initially to be combined with each other to make different cocktails or uh, you know, truth be told, no. So uh, when we started, we I think by the time we started to get into creams, we had 10 or 12 moonshine. And so we had told ourselves that we we're going to wait two years to do cream and to make sure we didn't fall on our face because cream was kind of an expensive venture to get into. So uh, we, we originally made cream, you know, the chocolate, the vanilla and stuff to go into coffee. Mm -hmm. And then once we did... People would come in and like, oh, man, you can take the vanilla and you can put it with, uh, you know, you can put it with butterscotch or you can put it with cherry. And we're like, oh, yeah, duh. And then we started realizing that you could take the cream and do a ton of things with it. And you could do Italian sodas. And then you could take the raspberry and put it with the pineapple and the mule. And you could take the raspberry and put it in a pineapple with a pina colada. And you could take the raspberry and the pineapple and you could put it together you know, an Italian soda. And so we realized that we sat down one day and we didn't map out every single cocktail. We had a group of us after cocktails one night that figured we could probably, with very minimal additions, either a one or a yep. two ad, we could do over a thousand cocktails with our products, using our products together with, say, a club soda, a 7-Up, uh, you know, and things that are uh, a margarita mix, um, you know, yeah. and bowl beer. Or ginger beer so you could do a ton of things with just very minimal mixers that's that's incredible that it worked out that way when you didn't think it was going to work out that way no. but 
it, it's true because I've done so many things with it. Um, and I love them all. Now, the creams. That obviously that's expensive because you got to get the cream in and stuff like that, but you've nailed it with the creams. I they are so good. Uh, now well, I and oh, go ahead. I have personally, I have the chocolate, the uh, brown sugar cream, and the vanilla. I, I haven't had the other ones yet, which I got to get on there and order them, but. <laughs> you know that those are the ones I have, and they are absolutely the best. And everyone that I've had try them are like, "This is this is it." I mean, I gave my sister a bottle when I went up north, and she knocked that out in no, in no time. In her, <laughs> she's like, "I gotta go get more." I'm like, "Yes, you do." <laughs> now, how? Well, the, like, oh, go ahead. How was that venture to get into? Was it difficult to to start with the creams and like to get the right mix together or so the the tricky part about some of the things we've done uh so the cream was tricky for us because the cream takes about two days for it to set up and and get to the final flavor. so when we first started messing with that stuff, we'd have to make it, set it, come back to it make it sit it come back to it and so it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of wasted time wow. waiting for the product to seat together before we could move on some of them came pretty easy um the vanilla was pretty easy and and so you know the caramel's a little trickier there's a few more parts to that the yeah. raspberry has a few more parts and so um you know, it's it's been kind of a godsend for us to have that cream because it, it was expensive to get into, but that was only because um, we had a lot of trial and error. Yeah. And, and the product, you know, when you buy a product that you're not used to buying, that's, you know, now we look back and we say, oh, yeah, let's order cream all day, right? Yeah. We can sell <laughs> it. But, you know, it was, it was a tricky venture to get into because we didn't know what it would do. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we originally made it for coffee. So when people are like, oh, you can do this, this, and that, I'm like, no, no. Like in my mind, I, I made it for coffee. And so, so anyway, yes, uh, the cream has been awesome for us. Uh, we can do so much stuff with the cream. Now, tell me your story because I love it that you made the cream for coffee and the first time you had it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what happened? So, uh, yeah, so that that was a kind of a dumb dumb butt move on my part. So um, I'm used to at that point I was used to drinking cream from the store. So when my wife and I make coffee, you put your cream in the cup, you pour your coffee, and everything stirs around. Everything's good and everything's fine. So uh, I, we had brought vanilla home. We always like to test drive stuff when we first make it. You know, lemonade. Um, that that's a whole nother funny story that happened. But um so we had brought vanilla home. Yeah. And I went to put in my cup, just like you do from the stuff at the store. And I went to take a drink and I looked at my wife and I I said, Oh my God, we just wasted all of our time and money. This product sucks. And she goes, <laughs> What? And so she looked at me and then looked at my cup and said, 
stir it up, dummy. <laughs> and so we have one of those little whisper things, you know, like one Pike uses oh, to yeah. stir up his stuff. So fortunately, we had one of those, and she put it in there, and she stirred it up, and I said, oh, thank God. Because I thought we just missed big time on this product. You absolutely did not miss for sure. <laughs> yes. So fortunately, right, it goes into hot coffee and does a bunch of other things. And yep. so, yes, uh, that was. So now moving forward, if I ever talk to people about it, I always say, don't forget to stir your coffee yep. when you put it in there. Yep. Like I use the sweet cream, the vanilla sweet cream like in a, a frozen drink instead of ice cream because to me it tastes vanilla ice cream all day long so instead of buying ice cream i put the sweet green vanilla in there and it, it and my frozen cocktails come out perfect when i do it just there, ice and the sweet cream there have been a, a couple of our products that we have put together the flavor wise that have stopped me in my tracks. And like, I remember everything about that moment at that time. And so vanilla for me was one of those that, that kind of made my heart beat off pace because it reminded me of my grandma. And when I was a kid, really? my grandma used to make, make homemade ice cream and she would load the heck out of that thing with vanilla flavoring. So when you, when you would drink it, it reminded me of the French vanilla cream because it tasted. And so like that moment in time took me right back to childhood in those times when my grandma would make me ice cream. And so I was like, that's it. We're not going anywhere else. This is the flavor. This is what it's going to be. Yeah. Cause you knew, you knew right then yeah. this is, this is grandma's ice cream right here. And right. And this is where it's going to stay, which is, right. it's so awesome. It, yeah. So yeah, that stopped me dead in my tracks, and I looked at Janelle. I'm like, we're done with this one because this is exactly where it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, well, all the creams are delicious. All the moonshines delicious. Now you also have whiskey out there too. Um, you have some flavors available on CW. Not all of them. You holding back a little, Joe? <laughs> But my favorite, that peach whiskey, oh, my. I absolutely love it. I think I'm on bottle five. I love that peach whiskey. It's my go-to when I just want a cocktail, a nice sipper. Man, is that good. So you got the whiskeys out there and everything else. You know, how did you come about the whiskey? Did you like, hey, we're making a whiskey base. Let's do the whiskey or how did you? Was that first before the moonshine or after? Uh, no, no, the whiskey, um, we we have the whiskey custom made for us. Um, and we do it in a in a hybrid aging process. So people are always like, oh, you don't do your whiskey. And I said, well, it's a five-year aged rye whiskey. And had we been doing that on our own, we would just now be opening barrels of when we started and so whiskey for people doing flavors it's kind of really tricky uh we do have our own aged whiskey that we do in barrels at our shop uh but we went with a custom made one for this project just because we we're trying to hit a certain time frame to be able to keep rolling yeah. over and so they 
I'm not sure how the process works. I kind of have an idea, but obviously they're not going to tell you how to super age it, how to to age it timely. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the reason why we started doing those products and, and so if you look at our, our original whiskeys, it was caramel and peach. Yeah. And it was because we would get people into our shop constantly. Oh, do you guys do a caramel or a peach whiskey? I love crown Royal. Uh, I can never find it. So we're like, oh, so we had numerous times of this. And so finally I looked at Janelle and I was like, you know what? Why don't we just take a shot at this, right? Like, let's just take a shot. What, so we, and, and I hate to tell you this story, but we went down to the <laughs> liquor store and all we could find was the little airplane bottles. They come in like a Christmas variety pack and they're little airplane bottles. Yeah. And that was all we could find. So we bought one of those things and we honestly took Crown Royal those little bottles and we made it until we thought ours tasted better and then said, good, let's put it in the bottle. Wow. So, uh, so that was another one too. We were talking earlier about the cream, how you have to let it sit for a couple days. Well, the whiskey is a two week sit. So it took us six months to get the whiskey to taste right because you'd make it sit it for two weeks and then be like, Oh no, that's not right. Make it sit it for two weeks. Nope, that's oh, not right. Wow. Either. So that's so, a long, uh, lengthy process to get it right. Correct. First time. Yeah. And and just for your information too, uh, a lot of flavored whiskeys on the market have the bare minimum of whiskey in them, mm-hmm. just to call them a whiskey. Uh, so we have fifty percent of our product is a whiskey. That means all the liquid, the sugar, the water, and the alcohol. 50% of it is whiskey, and then the other part of the alcohol is Silver Moon, which is our moonshine. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for the record, in case you ever get asked, 50% of our whiskey is actual whiskey. Oh, yeah. So you'll you'll, you'll find a lot of the other people who are making flavored stuff, uh, you know, it's like the bare minimum is five, yeah. which in my opinion, you can't even taste it at that point. But Well, I'm going to um, – so yeah, yeah. I got it pulled up right here on your website. You got the brown sugar whiskey. The naked rye, the copper moon, the caramel, and the peach, which I can say so they, is delicious. So the copper moon is the one we do in house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. the The rye is the one that is made for the flavored whiskey, and then obviously, and we're trying we're trying to figure out a couple more flavored whiskeys. Uh, so that's in the hopper to mm-hmm. maybe get maybe get two to four more whiskeys just to add in wow. there. Okay. Um, but we don't know things, you know, every day changes. So <laughs> what well, we think, you know, we've taken a lot of shot at flavored whiskeys that we thought would be good. Like, uh, taking our pralines yeah. from our, our, um, cream products and putting that in a whiskey. And we tried that and we are like, Oh, that's not very good. You know? And, and so we found our, our best luck has been on the more, kind of rich flavors like yep. the caramel and the butter brown sugar yep. and the peach is also the peach is a nectar flavor so it's kind of a more rich type peach flavor oh it's super so, rich peach flavor yeah it's not like a hint of peach it's i bit into a peach right now that's what i, I you know I, yeah. that's what i get well that was our goal with that was to we actually have a peach moonshine and we we put that in 
then the first round we used our saturn peach that we use in the moonshine for the whiskey and we're like no that's just not it so then we grabbed a couple more peach flavors from our flavor company and kind of went through those and then we got to the nectar peach and we we're like oh my god that's it has to be that's it all right so so i have the website right here look at all these flavors of moonshine now salted caramel Amy Joe's Strawberry Lemonade, Ashley's Cotton Candy, Bode's Blueberry Crumble, uh, all of them. The Spicy Cinnamon, oh, I love it. The Pumpkin <laughs> Spice. <laughs> I, I mean, just so many flavors. The Silver Moon, that's your base, correct? Correct, right. yep. And then the Pineapple Crush tastes like fresh pineapples. Uh, the Cup of Joe, the coffee, the watermelon, the root beer. Look at all this deliciousness. There's a satin peach, Macy's satin peach. Joe, it's wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many you, you have and how many I can't get yet. <laughs> right. Well, uh, not not to give away too much information but yeah. i spent the morning finishing up a pallet to go down to cws early next week that will have some brand new flavors on it oh awesome i can't wait i can't wait because right now here you go i got wait a minute wait a minute hold up hold on here we go uh let me pull it up joe hold on give me a second I'm going to show you what we have access to. Um, if you if you go to my website, cwspirits.com, I'm going to get Mark Hartz up here. Everything you need is right here. Here on the website, CW Spirits. You, you got a ton of flavors at CW, which are awesome. I mean, we even have like three packs and stuff like that, that go all together. So definitely get on to CW spirits and get you some, some Marcart distilling because it's delicious and you're going to want more for sure. Okay, fine. I'm not good at keeping secrets. You want to know what I put on the palate? Oh, we're going to get an insider information. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm sure Lonnie wouldn't mind. Nah. Uh, so we are sending pumpkin moonshine and pumpkin cream. Oh, we are that's... sending blackberry cobbler cream. Ah, so uh, that one is actually. So we originally did that moonshine. Well, Lonnie, Lonnie's going to drink all the pumpkin right away because she's a <laughs> she's a pumpkin spice nut. But she's very excited to try our product. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Me too. Me. Too. <laughs> uh, so let's see. So the blackberry and the two pumpkins. Our butterscotch is going down. Wow. Our coffee moonshine is going down. And then uh, cinnamon is going down. Yeah, the cinnamon. The yeah. cinnamon. All of those are perfect timing for this time of year. Correct. I so Lonnie and I, I kind of ironed this out that uh, we had talked this through. And that we thought that these products going there at this time would be a good fit because you have to have pumpkin in early October. Yep. Because pumpkin will end up dying on Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, 
people just aren't very interested in pumpkin. So, so then we're, we're going to put out new flavors yeah. now. So when those pallets get there next week, and then at the beginning of November, we'll do another run of new flavors that will have um, more flavors that will go till New Year's. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I can see pumpkin dying Thanksgiving because people are like, pumpkin season. And then they're like, right. all right, no more pumpkin. <laughs> we'll save that well, for a so year. Weird. It's so weird, too, because when we first did pumpkin, we thought, oh, this will be great. It'll go all the way to Christmas, right? Because yeah. we thought, oh, people just love pumpkin uh, all the way through. But then every year, a pumpkin is just done at Thanksgiving, and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, so a limited, the limited release of pumpkin, that's going to be perfect. I, I yes. can't wait. I can't wait to try those um, because I'm sure it is as good, if not better, than everything else, you know. Well, we try. Oh, you, you don't try. You succeed for sure, <laughs> you know. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. So, all right, Joe. I've talked yes. about the good stuff. Have you had bad flavors that you've tried and you just like, no, we can't put this in a bottle? You know, truth be told, if you go to our shop, we have a little shelf in the back room that probably has, I would say, probably 600 little bottles of flavoring in them. And we have tried so many we've tried lime we've tried key lime pie we've tried we've tried to get a peanut butter uh, and then we kind of gave up on peanut butter because there's already a lot of peanut butter out there we have tried um we've tried to hit a blackberry in moonshine since we started mm -hmm. we've never gotten one of those i mean we there have been probably 150 flavors that we have taken a shot at just couldn't couldn't get it to work just couldn't get it right right yeah. we've tried orange cream in the cream yeah but we can't get that to work because we can't get it to ph out right oh wow so you'll, end up, you'll end up either getting kind of a weak flavor or it'll curdle on you which really sucks oh that's uh, got to be a fine line to get that citrus and cream not to curdle because right. it does so, it everywhere yeah so that's been kind of tricky um we yeah so we had a lot of stuff like that we tried to make happen we tried to do a peanut butter cup in the cream but because you know like when you eat a peanut butter cup the chocolate and the peanut butter are separate yeah oh, sorry about that hey sorry, oh. my dogs are barking they're either yours uh, or mine <laughs> <laughs> so uh one of them's a guard dog the other one is just so darn friendly she'll come up to you and if you're a burglar she's gonna say hi anyway yeah mine too uh, but um, the peanut butter cup we tried in the cream and couldn't get it to work because we couldn't separate the flavors. So it was oh. kind of a weird process, right? Mm -hmm. But you can take screwball and add it to our chocolate cream in a shot, and it's extremely good. I um, haven't done that yet, so I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to try that. So most of the ones that we've really wanted to hit, we have. In fact, we just finished three of them that we have been trying to get for quite a while um that we actually nailed finally but there's still a lot of them that we just can't get yeah 
I mean, when you're making so many flavors, it's like, <laughs> I mean, all new ideas always come into your head. Uh, I want to try this. I want to try this. Now, how do you well, make that also, decision which ones to try? Because there's so many things you can do with it. Well, it just kind of depends, too. Like, there'll be a lot of times we'll take, we'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then we'll try to make it. We just can't get it to work. Yeah. Um, we have access, though. Like I said, we use five different flavor companies. So we have access to a lot. But sometimes that can be overwhelming because you're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so has 20 different orange flavors. And you're like, geez, how are you even going to know? Yeah. So um, a lot of times it's ease. You know, we'll take four or five shots at something. And if we can't get it, we just give up. Yeah. Um, so, so you yeah, do that, and there's you do these okay. all in real small batches, right? You're not making a whole batch of a, the flavor that you don't know yet. You're doing it all small. Oh, no. Yeah, so we'll make uh we'll make a bottle at a time. Okay. So it's a 750 milliliter because then what how that works is it works out good because then you can break that 750 down into batches, right? Okay. Yeah. So we do 50 50 gallon batches. So you can take that bottle and it becomes a percentage of a batch. All right. So it works really good to do it in a bottle like that. We originally doing them in eight ounce glasses and then we're like well yeah that that is a smaller version of a bottle right there's 24 ounces in a bottle but we just started doing them in big bottles now we figured that if even if we miss somebody will drink it so we just give them the people <laughs> yeah hey why not <laughs> i i would so, yeah. do the same thing all right yeah, yeah. So Deanna Carey says, what's your favorite cocktail with your product? Geez. So um, I would say that my, man, this is really tough because I have so many cocktails that we make. I would probably say that I have three favorite cocktails and then I always fall back on the drink that I drink the most. Uh, sorry, it's okay. In the background, um, so so one of my favorite cocktails is uh, a blueberry Italian soda, okay, or just blueberry and club soda. So I just take blueberry, add club soda, or you take blueberry, add vanilla, and then club soda, which leads into the next one, which is a raspberry club soda. Mm -hmm. So that can be made two ways: raspberry moonshine, raspberry cream club soda, or raspberry vanilla cream club soda. Those two, I like club sodas quite a bit. Yeah. Um, because I like to add in, um, club soda or I like Italian sodas. And then my last one would probably be, we make two different styles of pina colada. We make the boozy pina colada, which you've tried, which is pineapple moonshine <laughs> and then uh coconut. And then we add in vanilla. Yeah. So we also, we do another one, which is coconut moonshine with pineapple juice, spray whipped cream, and then you shake it. And so, ah, um, okay. so there's a version of that too, that we started adding in raspberry in with the coconut. So I'm, Ooh. I'm kind of a big fan of that. The, not the boozy pina colada. I do like that. Yeah. But I'm a fan of the, the original that we did. Well, that, say, that boozy pina colada will, uh, make you feel right fast. <laughs> well, and the, well, and the funny part was, is that we, we start when we, 
we were doing because we ran out of whipped cream one time. So instead of doing whipped cream in there, we were doing coconut, pineapple juice, and then adding vanilla. Yeah. So when pineapple came out, I, I, I looked at Janelle and I said, well, we could just do the whole thing in one drink because you can add vanilla to it, which is good. Yeah. And then coconut and then pineapple juice just trade out for pineapple moonshine. And I said, we could just make the whole thing. And so we took a shot at it. The first time we did it, though, it was 50-50 uh, coconut and pineapple. But that is way too much pineapple. The pineapple is very powerful. So that's why I always tell people 70 pineapple because the, the pineapple is not quite as strong. Yeah. So you have, you have to get a 70 pineapple, then about a 15 coconut, and then a 10 or a 15% vanilla. Well, because that, that coconut is coconutty. I mean, it's strong. Right. It'll overpower something fast if you use too much. So you really, it's delicious, but you really have to right. be gentle and how much coconut you you put in your cocktail right so uh yeah we found that out very early a lot of the creams will do the same thing so like if we do a root beer float we'll do like 60 or 70 percent root beer and then add 30 percent cream because the vanilla will overpower the moon or the root beer pretty fast yeah so yeah i can see that kind of a, it's kind of a trial and error kind of what you know, what products kind of do what the chocolate's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. If you mix it with the cherry, you know, or we, we do a thin mint, which is peppermint and, um, chocolate cream, yep. which you end up having to almost back down the peppermint to 40 because the peppermint is so strong that it will end up, oh, the, it'll overpower the chocolate, which is hard to do. Yeah. So anyway. It's kind of a trial and error. We've been doing this a while. But peppermint's a strong flavor to begin with. Just peppermint can overpower yeah. something real fast. So I can imagine that. Yeah. So to answer your question, those three, and then my go-to usually just because um, I like to end the night on something consistent is uh, our Silver Moon, which is our base, and adding Pepsi. Simple. Or adding like... Simple. Or, or seven up yeah because yeah, that's what when i was a kid that's what you know my my grandparents and my parents drank was basically vodka and seven up yeah so i i just kind of got used to this simplicity of an, a, a cocktail you know instead of adding mm-hmm. all these things in it that you don't really need just keep it simple we'll be right back we're just reloading the cannons and filling our rum Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, guys? Do you have an interesting story that you'd like to tell? We're looking for you. Tiki Talk, the podcast, wants to talk to you. We want to help you get your story out. So all you have to do is head over to shipnut.net. Once you're at shipnut.net, just click right here on Tiki Talk, the podcast. You can see we're going to have a live stream here. We have our podcast feed right there. All you have to do is scroll down, say we're looking for you. So we're looking for guests. Contact us. You click on this. You get a little form to fill out. Send it, and we'll be in contact with you. So if you have an interesting story to tell, we want to talk to you right here at Tiki Talk, the podcast. Head over there, fill out that information, and we'll talk to you soon. 
Cheers. Hey guys, don't forget to go over to shipnut.net and get everything you've ever wanted. Go over to shipnut.net right here. We have podcasts, we have blogs, we have cocktail recipes, Amazon store, everything you need right here. It's a one-stop shop. Don't forget to click on that CW Spirits link. Get your favorite spirits delivered to your door. Also, don't forget, check out the merch shop. You can get all your favorite Shipnut merch right there at the merch shop. So check out shipnut.net. Guys, help me out. Go to shipnut.net, guys. Cheers. Now, you've put club soda in a lot of your cocktails. I can imagine because it doesn't take away the flavor of the moonshine using the club soda. So I can see that works great. So it's kind of an ongoing joke around our shop when people come in. Um is that we like a lot of club soda. You know, club soda is not terribly unhealthy for you for the most part. So we push a lot of club soda with stuff. And so our theory has always been um, that sometimes our product is sweet, but very few people are just going to sit there and drink it by itself. You usually add ice or add club soda or something along those lines. And so our motto has kind of became that, Take our product, add club soda, and it's still better than White Claw. All right, Basic Bartender just joined us on YouTube. What's up, Basic? Hello. I have some insider information, but you already know. <laughs> you Basic get says, me in trouble? No, no. Basic said <laughs> two of my favorites. <laughs> we love you, Basic Bartender. Joe, I mean, it is great. Now. Are you working on distribution into like liquor stores or are you in the future? Uh, I mean, can they, can people get you in their local liquor store yet or not? So uh, here's kind of how this has worked. So since Lonnie was so awesome to take us on at CWS, it's obviously gotten our product in front of a lot of people. And, you know, we've had, Numerous liquor stores in Texas, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, New York. You know, we've had a number of states reach out to us and, and show interest in our product. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, is the frustration for a small business like mine in the alcohol industry, because you can get people to buy it and take a look at it all day long. But trying to get it to a distributor is a different story. And, you, you yeah. know. The ongoing joke for us is that they won't look at you unless you're big and you can't get big unless they look at you. Yeah. So it's been a very tricky and very frustrating process. We would be, we would love to be all over the place. And, and fortunately, like I said, Lonnie thankfully took us on and we are getting in front of a lot of people, Yeah. but you know, that's kind of a blessing and a curse because now people want to see it everywhere. But we don't have distribution anywhere. So well, other than California. Yeah. Well, you have CW, which 46 states people can get Mark Hudson, which is awesome. Yes. Which is yes. awesome for you. I can yes. tell you, yeah. I can say that mostly every content creator for CW is an absolute love with your product. I, I speak for most of them, I think. Because every single one, because we have our back channel chats and stuff like that that we talk to, and oh, Marcotte is 
one of the best. Basic said, Marcot is going to be the number one new moonshine. Absolutely. Beauty Boozy says she loves it. And Basic says everyone loves it, which we do, which we absolutely do. So, I mean, the distribution through CW is good because it's 46 states. So that's the best distribution you can get besides trying to get your own local distributors. Yes, correct. And like I said, we uh, Lonnie has been awesome. We owe it all to her. We wouldn't yeah. be here without her. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's just been an interesting ride, you know, to get in front of so many people so quick. It's It's been quite a thrill for us and, you know, for people to notice our hard work and, and like what we're doing. <laughs> we love what you're doing. <laughs> now, <laughs> Basic said we want uh, Mark Hart Distilling in every liquor store in the U.S., which... We we need to get you there. We need to get you there. Now, tell me a little something, Joe. Since our last conversation, I'm going to pull it up right now. Tell me about your Moonshine Club. I saw that on your website, and I was like, hmm, what is this? <laughs> So when Janelle and I first started, uh, we had a lady approach us about doing, it's like a, a wine club, you know, like the wine club of the month type thing. So um, we're like, no, we don't really like that idea uh, because, you know, like a lot of those wine clubs aren't very, you know, they're not very hands on. So Janelle and I started talking about it. In fact, I actually have a Mooner Club shirt on right now. Um, yeah. So we started talking about it. We're like, hey, we could kind of take this and make it fun. So the overall goal of our Mooner Club is to um, essentially have a group of people that are consistent customers that come in once a quarter. So it's either a three bottle buy in. There's no fees or anything. It's just your three bottles or your six bottles. And the idea was to force people to come in to see us once a quarter. So February, May, uh, I think it's August, and then November, whatever it is. And so it, it allows us to get to know a group of our customers a lot better than normally. So we see them every three months. They come in, they pick up their bottles. We get to know them. We get to know their family. And so it's kind of our effort, you know, kind of like naming our bottles after people. We got people get to know us. And the Mooner Club was our effort to get to know our customers better. So it was kind of the reverse role to to get to know our customers, you know. So like, for example, in November, our customers, so we have, this is kind of a funny story. We have been floundering around on what to do for food at these parties. So somebody said, well, do hot dogs. So anyway, we went out and bought a hot dog machine, you know, that rolls the hot dogs and keeps them hot. And I don't think I've ever seen more adults excited like kids for a hot dog in the middle of winter. <laughs> so, so we do we do chili, we do hot dogs, we do uh, chips, and we kind of have fun. They come in, we give them a couple cocktails, they pick up their bottles. And so every year we also do 
a new t-shirt for the Mooner Club, and then we give everybody a Christmas gift. Oh, and in the summertime, we sponsor, uh, we have a local uh, minor league baseball team here. Okay. So we sponsor a night at the baseball field, um, for our, and we take 100 of our Mooner Club members with us. <laughs> that is incredible. So, so you're telling me I need to book a flight once a quarter to come out there to visit you. <laughs> yes that's yes see the mooners club is awesome i would uh i'd probably suggest not showing up to the february one since you live in florida it gets a little chilly around here in february well listen i'm originally from massachusetts so i'm used to cold i mean not (laughs) so much i've been in florida for 20 years now so i'm kind of over the cold but right Basic Bar Sender says, sign me up for the Mooners Club. Now, do you ever think about making that like a subscription service and going out with that? Well, I don't know. I'd have to kind of see, you know, what that might look like. Um, There's a lot of times I wish we had in this business a couple more minds you know, kind of working together. And don't get me wrong, I love my wife and we work really well at this business together. But, you know, there's a lot of things that we take a look at that, you know, um, like for example, when we do a flavor where we, she and I will try it and we'll be like, oh, that's pretty good. But we need a couple more people to try it to see what other people think. And so we've had a number of people who have seen us on CWS, you know, through the influencers who have wanted to join that club but we're just not really sure what that looks like. You know, like there's just certain parameters, you know, like the original idea of that was to get to know people. Yeah. And you might still be able to get to know people like that, but um, just having, you know, a couple more opinions on how stuff like that might work. Yeah. Basic bartender just said, I think a lot of people would be interested in joining even in a uh, virtual event you know, like a Zoom call or something like that and just have a virtual event. That, I mean, right. I, people love like the wine in a month club, the beer in a month club, stuff like that. So I think it... Yeah, so that... so. Oh, go ahead. I think it would be a hit if, if you looked into something like that. Well, and that's originally how we started was basically a wine club was the ori- original parameters right? You pick up every quarter, you come in, you have snacks and you talk to people and you pick up your bottles. And so, yeah, that essentially that was originally how it was mapped out to be. So now you just go into shipping instead of, um, and instead of having people come in, or like you said, do like a virtual thing where they can maybe get online. You know, a lot of, a lot of people do live stuff where you're just like, in a setting watching people yeah i don't know you never know yeah i mean like tiktok live facebook live you can have all sorts of guests you can do zoom calls so there's a lot you can do with it i mean and just just as you go ahead well as you can see i'm not very familiar with this stuff in fact (laughs) um funny story about lonnie and i in the very beginning, uh, when she reached out, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, let's set up a phone call. So she sends me a link, and I kind of blew it off. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just. So she, uh, the phone call time came and went. And she yeah. goes, where were you? And I said, I was waiting for you to call. 
she goes, oh, no. We, she, she's like, people don't talk on the phone anymore now. They <laughs> they do it online. They do it live. And I was like, oh. Yeah, like we're so doing here. Anyways, <laughs> right. Right. So now every time I talk to people, I have to have a, a, an invite to get on a phone call. So this has been a little bit trying for me to get used to. Yeah, but you're getting there. You're getting there. Yes. Right. Piecing <laughs> it all together. That's it. Keep Janelle around. She'll get you yeah. set up. <laughs> yeah, because she comes out and she knew. She could see it. She knew I was struggling. She comes out and she goes, you need help? I was like, no. And she goes, yes, you do. I can just see it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That is just incredible. All right. Anyone watching live on Facebook or YouTube, comment any questions you have for Joe, and uh, we'll answer them as best as we can. So if you have any questions, send that comment. I'll get it up on the screen, and Joe will answer it. So if anybody has any questions or comments for you, Joe, we'll get them up there. Now, you gave us the sneak peek in what's going to happen. I think Boozy asked for pumpkin. Yep, she did. Where is it? Let me find it. Uh, oh she asked for the pumpkin so it's on the way right joe it's it, yes it's on the way yes it will it, it will be on the way next week next week perfect timing perfect timing next it's, week yep <laughs> give me all the pumpkins <laughs> yep pumpkin moonshine and pumpkin cream you know, and just for the record, if you don't mind me explaining something real quick, yeah, go ahead. Is uh, so in this industry with pumpkin, you get a lot of you realize how many people hate pumpkin pie. Um, I like pumpkin pie, but I think there's a problem with pumpkin pie. I think it's too much cinnamon and not enough pumpkin. So, um, mind you, this product, our pumpkin spice, is more pumpkin than it is spice. So it tastes like a pumpkin bread or like a pumpkin cookie where it's more pumpkin with the spice in the background rather oh. than a pumpkin pie okay. where it's more cinnamon than it is pumpkin. But we can add some of that spicy cinnamon to it if you yes. want more <laughs> if you want more spice. Oh, and just for the record, um I said so that will also be coming. Um, I don't know for places like Florida, right? For you, Lonnie, do you guys have apple cider down there, like uh, fall apple cider or anything down there? Very limited. I can get it some okay. places, but to get apple cider, it's you, you got to be at the right place at the right time because <laughs> it it's limited. Like a good apple cider, like a real right. apple cider. So one thing we do up here is uh, we'll add it to apple juice, your cinnamon, or we'll add it to hot apple cider because up here right now, the weather is changing for more hot drinks like hot apple cider and stuff like that. So if you take that cinnamon and add it to apple cider, it's amazing. Oh, I could see. Oh, uh, Lonnie just asked for <laughs> a... MDC cookie. So we actually know how to do a chocolate chip cookie shot that tastes just like fresh cookies out of the oven. 
if she's ever interested in doing that. Why are you holding out? Joe, a cookie? That would be awesome. Well, actually, oh, uh, truth be told, we just got in some new flavors uh, to try. And we tried them in a moonshine. They were okay. We have a, a snickerdoodle, a ginger snap, a toasted marshmallow, and a butter. I think no, it's a butter toffee. So you got the whole bakery. <laughs> well, we were sitting there a while back, and um, we had some friends at the shop, and we we're like, you know what? What we need is we need a cookie of some sort. So I was like, all right. So we got on our uh, flavor companies. I, I have a PDF of the flavors they have. So we were kind of going through it. I will tell you that um, we were kind of thinking the butter um, toffee would be a good one in whiskey. And then we thought the snickerdoodle would be a good one. Uh, my wife just loves toasted marshmallow. So there's that. Like she's the type of person that'll take a marshmallow and burn it, eat the outside, burn it again, eat the outside, burn it again. So um, anyway, yeah, so we, we have a couple that we're, we're going to be trying in some stuff. All right. Well, I'm sure after this podcast, Lonnie's going to be calling you. <laughs> so uh, let's see if I remember right. Um, Janelle? What was that uh, chocolate chip cookie shot recipe? What was in that? All right, here we go. We're getting the inside information for the chocolate chip okay, cookie. Okay, say that again. Oh, it was, was it butter, brown, sugar, whiskey, or cream? Cream, and then butterscotch. Okay, so here's how this worked. It was quite a bit in one shot, but it was vanilla cream, chocolate cream, butter brown sugar cream, and then butterscotch moonshine. And you add that into a shot, and I'm not kidding you. Um, when I was a kid, I used to work at the gas station, and we had Otis Spunkmeyer cookies that we would get in frozen, and then we'd put them oh, in the, the Those were the best. Machine. Those right? were the best. And so, we, and so a lot of times when we were on duty, if nobody was around, those cookies didn't make it to the customers. <laughs> so... That's what that shot reminded me of was taking those cookies right out of the oven and just saying, I, I feel like we've worked hard enough to earn a cookie today. All right. Everyone watching, Joe just gave us the best recipe ever. So hit up CW Spirits, order it if you don't have it, and you will not be disappointed uh, on that. I'm going to try it. In a little while, I'm going to go out to the Tiki so that, Bar and try it. So that, like we were talking about earlier, when you start getting into all the stuff our flavors can do, and I think in the very beginning it was hard to really portray that to you guys when, when we only had put out, you know, a few flavors. But, you know, to be able to do chocolate-covered cherries and to be able to do an Almond Joy and a Mounds Bar in a shot, you know, you where take, you take – coconut and chocolate you get a, a mounds bar and then you add praline's cream and you end up getting an almond joy or you know a chocolate chip cookie or all these things that we can do um peach whiskey and uh it was butter brown sugar cream ends up making a peach pie 
because the butter brown sugar ends up acting like a, a buttery pie crust. So anyway, it's kind of fun right. when you really start getting into some of the flavors and shots and things you can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, just to try all of them, just to try different things. I mean, we've we've tried them all. Well, not all of them, obviously. Joe, you hi- you're holding it out. I'm working on it. I can only go so, so fast over here. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Now, if you go to I'm a website, fine. if you go to Marcotte's website, they do have mixology where they have drink recipes, the uh, salted caramel, the strawberry lemonade, the cotton candy. Do you, so you do have some good stuff on your website to use the different things. Blake's Pumpkin Spice shows you a few different recipes right there. So that's the way you want to go. Hit Markhart Distilling website, markhartdistilling.com, and you can get the mixology report right there where you can see different things. Thanks for reminding me. I have to add a couple more in there. Thank you, actually. Well, add, add, I always forget. Add that cookie one in there for sure. <laughs> I always, whenever I don't have time, I remember. And whenever I do have time, I forget. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> I think so, right? All right. So, Joe, it's been a pleasure having you on. You guys can get Mark Hart Distilling on cw spirits you can check out what they have at markartdistilling.com you can go to shipnut.net and uh links right to cw spirits so definitely get yourself some markart distilling it's incredible the stuff that you can do with this uh let's see so glad i got to hop on and listen to kevin and joe you're welcome, Basic. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. So if there's any more questions for Joe, get them in there in a second, and we'll get them out to Joe. But, Joe, you looks like you got some work to do. <laughs> well, yes. I have a I have new stuff coming this month and next, so it'll be exciting. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Also, Two, uh, just to throw it in here, people always ask us, hey, what's coming? What have you done? What are you working on? So obviously, you know, we might be working on some cookie stuff um, and stuff like that. But we actually have three that have been finished and are actually formulated with TTB. We haven't done labels yet. But that's okay. It was a banana flavored moonshine. It was, which goes really good with chocolate and some of the other stuff, the butter, brown sugar, and stuff like that. Uh, We have a fruit punch that is coming, and we have a lemon dolce. People have asked us for years for a lemon that's not a lemonade. So, um, yeah, so those things will be coming out next year. We didn't really want to put them out. We didn't really finish them or finalize them until kind of the mid-summer or end of summer, so we didn't really want to. We put out mango but we yep. don't really want to put out a bunch of them at the same time. Yeah. So we're, we're going to wait on those till spring. Well, you were working on fruit punch last time we talked. Yes. And we, uh, we finally nailed it with the advice of our flavor guy to add in a secondary 
two secondary flavors that we already actually have nice into the fruit punch and we're like duh right that's that was a good idea <laughs> so anyway it ended up taking that fruit punch and making it amazing that's awesome i can't wait to try those too joe yes, looks banana and vanilla yeah yep we'll wait for those to come out patiently well impatiently <laughs> well the funny thing was last year i uh reached out to one of our flavor guys i said hey I said, what's trending right now? Like, what's really kicking butt? You know, what what can you give us the insight on? And he goes, you're not going to believe this, but it's banana. And I said, ooh. I said, no, I don't want anything to do with banana. So then I ended up trying a banana whiskey and thought, man, it smelled good, but it just didn't carry the flavor through. And I thought, man, if somebody finished that flavor and just nailed the flavor, we could do a lot of stuff with that, with brown sugar, vanilla, chocolate. And so, you know, with the cherry, you could do like a, uh, with a banana split type thing with the pineapple and the cherry, you know, you'd go to Dairy Queen and get the banana split. Yeah. Yeah. And like, gosh, you know, maybe, maybe banana is not a terrible idea. So we took a shot at it and nailed it. Yeah. All right. Just in time. Nola is ready for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Well, banana. You can screw up banana flavor really easy because I've had some bad banana flavors. Not saying you did because you don't mess up anything that you put in a bottle. So everything is going to be spot on on with this banana, I'm sure. Well, and when I reached out to the flavor guy, I was like, all right, send me like a sheet of what you have for banana stuff. And he's like, what are you looking for? I said, I don't know, banana. And he goes, we have ripe banana. We have candy banana. We have slightly ripe banana. We have green banana. We have, you know, and then it's like mid-green banana. And I was like, gosh, dang, I just want a banana. (laughs) And so anyway, it was tough to kind of stiff through all the banana flavors that he had. And I said, just give me a ripe banana. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, we got a handful of those and kind of sifted through them and found one that does really well with other things. So yeah. uh, I think we got a winner, but it was a long story short, a ripe banana, not That's a green awesome. banana or a candy banana. So, so you'll, you'll get that for sure. Oh, we can't yeah, wait. So that... Joe, we can't wait for your new things to come out. I can't wait for the pumpkin and the cinnamon to hit CW man. I'm telling you, I, I had the pleasure to have the uh, cinnamon beforehand, and it didn't last long. <laughs> yes, that you know uh, that's what you know. You asked earlier about my favorite cocktails. Um, what I accidentally stumbled upon, I thought it was Seven Up, and I grabbed cinnamon. I went to add it to what I thought was Seven Up, and ended up being ginger ale. And it was, if you ever have a chance to make that shot or a cocktail, cinnamon and ginger ale is outstanding. Oh, boy. Yep. I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to definitely try that. Cinnamon and ginger ale. Oh, also, too, since since Justin Time is on here, and he has always been waiting for an 80 proof, you can let him know that the cinnamon is all of 80 yes. proof and spicy. Yes. But 
not too spicy, but it is 80 proof. Now, you do have some 80 proofs out there. Uh, yes, we have an apple pie. We So it's just like the apple pie that is 50 proof. We just added more alcohol to that yeah. same formula. Yeah, yeah you got the, um, the silver, the, the, the caramel. Yes. Yep, the and cinnamon. We, we, cinnamon, and then we have our jalapeno. The jalapeno. Mm, yeah. Spicy. <laughs> so the whole, yeah, in fact, we just made a new batch of that because I wanted to do a big batch of that before the end of summer because summer peppers are always hotter. Yeah. And I, it almost burnt the hair off the top of my head because I accidentally tried to, tried to make it hot because I didn't think it was going to be hot. Yeah. Cause so what we end up doing with our jalapenos, we take silver moon and we dump fresh jalapenos and peppers and stuff in it to get the flavor we need. Well, I underestimated the summertime peppers that we got and added in some other stuff that make it hot. And it was extremely hot. In fact, it um, burnt my taste buds because we kept trying it as we were going through the process. And after a while I couldn't, I couldn't taste it anymore. So, but you don't drink that straight a lot. You end up adding it into like uh, margaritas, yeah, and Bloody Marys and stuff. So. Yeah, do a nice spicy Bloody Mary or spicy margarita. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great. And then again, you can go down the road of jalapeno and pineapple margarita, jalapeno and raspberry, jalapeno and blueberry, jalapeno and you know, and you can just go on down the line with again same idea or jalapeno and pineapple mules. Yeah, or you know, and then. You, Go all the way down the list on different things. It's an, it's incredible how many different combinations you can make with everything. Oh, Joe, always a pleasure talking to you. We're gonna have to do this again when the new stuff hits, for sure. Well, I'd be happy to talk to you as always. You make oh, it yeah. very easy to very easy to talk and have very good questions. So I like I like discussing things with people if they ever have questions. So. Oh well. That's what it's about. It shouldn't be hard. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. we're here to get your story out to, to people, you know, because it's yeah, a great story. That. You know, it's a, it's a great small family-owned business which has a great story. And that's what intrigues me, you know. And they're pumping out top-notch product. That's all it's about right there. Well, we appreciate everybody's support. That's for sure. Well, you got mine, and I know you have CWs for sure. And every ambassador out there loves your stuff. So, well, thank you to everybody. All right, Joe, I appreciate you being on. We'll, t we'll, I'll be in contact. We'll, we'll talk soon when the new stuff comes out, and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon. Have a great rest of the week. All right, Joe. We'll talk to you later, man. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. All right, guys. Joe Marcotte, always a pleasure. Marcotte Distilling. Go check them out. MarcotteDistilling.com. You can see all their products there. You can definitely go on to shipnut.net and hook up with Marcotte, Marcotte's products right there in shipnut.net. And uh, my discount code will be automatically added on your order 
So, guys, thanks for tuning in to Tiki Talk, the podcast, and we will see you all next time. Cheers. Thanks for watching. Tiki Talk, the podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe, like, and share. Until next time.